The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders, members, and contributors. Every week, your host, CEO of Two Small Men with Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, shines the light on a community to raise awareness of their leaders, members, and contributors. So together, we can create positive impact, inspire change, and help those in need of assistance at a grassroots level. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, welcome back to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, we are trying to have impact. We are trying to inspire others uh, to do the same, to create positive change in their communities. Uh, in these coming weeks, we're talking to those who have a platform to create social change. Uh, this week, we're talking to Nicholas and John from Sudwest. Uh, and actually, guys, before we introduce you guys and your business, uh, I want to settle a bet with Ryan. Um, can you oh. tell us the proper way to <laughs> pronounce the food uh, that you sell? Well, we'll tell you how to pronounce the food and the name of the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> um, so you pronounce it Yiro, right? So uh, the G is a silent like Y, and then the S is, uh, is, is silent as well. So it's a Sudwest Yiro company. That's what that, that is. that right, Nick? Correct me if I'm yes. wrong. That's correct. John actually is, uh, we have uh, worth multiple partners in the business and John is the only non-Greek. So that is, that is correct. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, I guess I owe you $10 then, Stu. I'm $10 in the hole. All right. I'll, I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> you, you, can buy, you can buy me a euro. Uh, here Perfect. In yeah. Gyro. What, a fool. <laughs> what, am I, what am I thinking? <laughs> Uh, okay, thanks for that, guys. Um, so what we're here to do today is shine some light on what you guys are doing, what kind of impact you guys are having in the community. So first, uh, if you guys could tell us a little bit about uh, your business, uh, when it started, and, and any of the other interesting historical uh, points behind it. Yeah, so um, we started about two years ago um, in June, June 2018, right, Jay? Yeah. Um, but the, the journey started a little bit before that. Um, we always dreamed of doing a different concept. Like we are a Euro company, we're a, a Greek restaurant, but we're a Greekish restaurant. We, the concept that we have is a little bit different. It's, uh, we're kind of modernizing the traditional Greek street food, um, by incorporating like all the palettes from our city in Montreal. So Montreal is the type of city where food and innovation and food is important like if you go to any restaurant there's like a 90 percent chance you're going to find some version of the poutine on there so um you know we wanted to bring that same thing to uh traditional greek street food that that we love and are you guys um you stand like kind of street food so are you a restaurant storefront are you um yeah, so we're lining up outside. Yeah. No, we're a restaurant. We're a small restaurant. There's about 30 seats in the restaurant. Um, in the summertime, we double that with uh, a, t a terrace outside. Um, mm -hmm. You could consider it like a tiny beer garden right on the side of, uh, of the street. Um, and we do, you know, before, before COVID happened, we were doing about like 30% to 50, 30 to 40% between delivery and uh, takeout. So our model is really like a fast casual model. Um, it's not fast food, but it's not your traditional sit down either. 
Well, that helps uh, paint a real good picture for the, the future questions here of, of what you guys are doing um, and, and how this is impacting your business um, currently. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about um, what you guys are doing now for the, the community? Yeah, um, so right now we are partnering with uh, a few local organizations. Uh, we have one main partnership with the food bank that we're supporting here. Uh, to provide them with warm meals. There's, there's a need for that that people don't realize. Not everyone has uh, access and, to a kitchen or the ability to really prepare uh, food in a crisis like this. And so, you know, from the beginning, um, from the beginning of uh, the lockdown here in Montreal, um, there was a rush to the grocery stores and everyone was stockpiling food and um, bringing everything in at home and preparing and staying safe inside. And uh, we started to reach out online at a certain point to um, see what we could do to help in our local community. And we wanted to originally help with seniors that we didn't want leaving their places. Like if somebody had a parent, uh, like our parents, who were either being stubborn or li literally felt like they had to leave to get food or go to the grocery store, we wanted them to stay home and so we put out like um we put out a call to action online to our to our groups to our followings and um somehow we were connected to realizing that there is a big need for the food banks and we are connected to this charity that's doing phenomenal work um you know they're the real the the heroes here like it's nice that you guys are giving us a spotlight but these people are out there's people like that that are out there every day that are you know, feeding people that don't have the privilege to social distance. Um, they can't social distance. They're lining up for food and they're, they don't have a place where they can just um, be uh, safe in. So, you know, we've been, um, to get back to your, your, your point, what we've been doing is we've been offering a buy one, give one option. Uh, anytime somebody orders a family meal from Sudwest, whether it's like a family chicken, a family Euro pack, or family, anything, uh, family size calamari, uh, we're giving a warm meal to a family. And so far, um, between this in, this part of the initiative uh, and private donors, where we've subsidized 50% of the, uh, the meal cost, we've given out about 500 meals um, between four to five different charities. Awesome. Guys, I... Um... There's a few things there. So I love that you're calling the food banks, your partners and um, giving them a shout out of the important work that they're doing is, um, is, is really important right now. What I've learned over the last couple weeks is that this, the, the draw on the food banks is uh, exponentially growing right now. And some of the reasons why are because our, our food, food logistics system isn't set up to have our restaurants shut down in such a significant way. Um, mm -hmm. Farmers that prepare food for restaurants specifically, whether it be items that aren't really in demand in grocery stores or just the packaging doesn't work for uh, grocery stores, there's just this oversupply that's getting thrown out or just thrown back into the land. They're just yeah. turfing it, literally. Um, so we now have this supply chain that, that's cut out a, a large percentage of its 
uh, supply because it just can't fit the grocery store model. Um, and now what compounds that is the restaurants. A lot of people are unemployed, as you guys know better than most, that um, people now working in those sit-down restaurants only have um, had to lay off their employees. Now, these people may not have had much savings, and they're going on um, four, eight weeks of, of not having a paycheck. And if they don't have savings, they're now drawing on food banks. Food banks now are, are having trouble getting food, even though there's this oversupply of food getting thrown out, the logistics of getting the food to those food banks is difficult and costly. So it's funny, um, like, sorry, if, if you don't mind if I go ahead. jump in. We, we started, um, when we started to partner with Share the Warmth, um, which is, I don't know if I, I mentioned them, there, that's the name of the organization we're working with, Share the Warmth in Montreal. Um, we reached out to a lot of other business owners. We didn't want this to be about just about us. We wanted to be it to be about the community. And um, you know, I don't. John and I don't work as as uh, we're we're shareholders. We don't work within the the actual business itself. So I had the time, and and John had the time to to support in terms of this initiative. And so we reached out to. Um, uh, to all the other small business owners that we knew that might have food in their fridges before they were temporarily closing. And we tried to have, and we did have success in, in getting a few of them to donate their, uh, the food, the inventory that they had to the food banks. And it is something like um, what you're mentioning, not a, a lot of people know about, but it is a big issue. And uh, it's something that, you know, it's been probably like six weeks or five weeks since um, we reached out to the other restaurants to, to help provide with uh, the, the additional supplies that they had on hand, but things just have gotten worse since then. Um, you know, I, I haven't been in touch with, or we haven't been in touch with Share the Warmth um, uh, within the last week or so. So I'm not really sure of exactly what's happening on the ground there, but it's not, it wasn't just about the food. It was also about um, these organizations are run by volunteers uh, in many ways. Like they, they get support from volunteers and some of these volunteers are seniors who have retired. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not just that you don't have the food, but you also don't have the hands to, to distribute and to help on the, on the administrative side. And so, um, you know, it's it's incredible to see firsthand what uh, in a limited capacity from what we've seen what they're doing what one of the the most uniquely kind of tidy and efficient ways to solve this problem is what you guys are doing um and um, continue to push to do by um reaching out to your community saying that you're going to help the food banks trying to inspire the people in your community to buy from your restaurant so you can sustainably give back food and employ those that would be drawing on the food bank if they weren't employed it is such a, a perfect solution for something that's happening. And we really need to do more of this so there isn't this, this um, collapse and this um, catastrophic drain on, on the food banks. So really, I can't get that message across enough. We, I know about this because we were working on um, 
uh, a solution being the logistics for um, farmers who are planning on turfing their food saying, look, like we'll figure out a way to get that food to food banks, no cost, um, because like that, that's one way of getting the food there. But you guys are adding another step in there, which is continuing to employ those that, that are potentially going to draw on food banks. So it's, mm. uh, it's a really great solution. It's one I'm, I'm really passionate about and I'll help out in any way I can, including talking about it and putting it on social media. Um, great job, guys. Thanks. So the impact you guys have had is you, you've had 500 meals direct from, from your business. Um, do you know the reach you've had with other restaurants, with other in your, in your business community? in terms of inspiring others to do so? Um, is that something that you can quantify for us? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't quantify it, but I can, I can give you some stories or I could shed some light. There's, uh, we've had some other restaurants like uh, Razwa, which is a uh, really nice Indian restaurant right next to us that is also doing the same thing. Anytime anyone buys from their takeout menu, they're giving a meal away. Um, um, you know, they've adopted the same model. They're working with the same partner with Share the Warmth. Um, it's kind of just been paid forward. And even for us, um, you know, before making that initial call to action, what inspired us was that we were invited to a local uh, mutual aid group, COVID mutual aid group in, in Montreal. And the thing kind of started going viral on our social media. We're, we're really into the, the social media game and, uh, you know, we were seeing people just helping each other through these groups. And so it's not, it's not like our message that's being paid for it. It's uh, we're kind of somewhere along this chain and there, you know, we're proud that in Montreal, um, there's really this community that's helping each other. And like, for example, I'll give you like an example outside of food. I saw somebody yesterday that needed uh, a wire for the computer, like a, an, 10 year old USB connector that no one's really has anymore and posted on these groups. And you have like 10 people that are figuring out ways for them to pick this up safely from their homes. It's like, you know, you, you see just people helping in, in so many ways and small ways and different ways. It's not always about extreme need, but uh, what they could do to help out when, you know, we're in a lockdown and we're in uh, this global pandemic. What, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast much before, but you're speaking to and hitting all the major points that is important to us, um, which is that um, when, when you're giving back to those in need, you're not only helping just one person, you're helping yourself because it feels really good. Uh, and you're helping inspire others uh, to, to help as well. And, and when you have that pride of a community, there's, there's not much stronger. Um, there's not much that you can't defeat. Um, so um, it, it's a really important message and, and so glad you guys are doing that out in Montreal. I can't wait to get out there and uh, check out the, the community again. It's been about 10 years since I've been out there and I'm sure I'll be out there getting a hero when we do. <laughs> How long can you, so I was reading an article about, uh, about what you guys are doing and you know, obviously your business is going to be hit um, by this pandemic, not able to have the same quantity of people in your restaurants, um, probably not able to sell 
uh, booze or certainly not as much, I assume. Yeah. Your revenues must be down. Um, and, and if you have profits, I'm assume they're down as well. How long can you keep the program up like this for? Well, I mean, our, our feeling is that, um, first off, everyone is going through the same thing. Um, and um, of course, we've had to uh, reduce on our staff. I mean, we don't need any in-house staff right now. Um, and that's been difficult. So we've just been rotating our um, some of our strongest players and our most dedicated staff um, in this time. And, you know, our hope is that um, we can continue like down this path and um, increase the volume of, uh, of, you know, of sales that we do not only through this program, but just in terms of regular delivery and pickup. Um, you know, everyone is suffering across the board, uh, even Fedora as a, um, as a delivery platform is uh, withdrawing from, um, from Canada. So um, our idea is simply just to, to be creative and, and to pivot and weather the storm with everyone else. Um, and just going back to what you were saying before, like one of the most inspiring things that really keeps us going and will probably allow us to keep going for months is, is that we're setting up a system where, you know, uh, we're, we're empowering uh, people and we're, we're giving them a way to, to, to help when a lot of people don't even know how, how to help. So um, we're just being cautious and, and taking it like week by week. Yeah, also, I mean, your question kind of speaks to something we didn't really uh, touch on yet is that, you know, we, there's only a, we're limited in terms of what we can give and how we can give at this point as well. And um, we're setting up a, a GoFundMe campaign that we're going to be pushing. Um, we've, we've also partnered with uh, a company called Corova Designs out here in Montreal that uh, has done amazing work for us in terms of custom branding for our restaurant and signage. And uh, they're using their laser machines to create face shields right now. They're, they've sourced a bunch of material that they're cutting into two pieces and creating these protective uh, equipment. And, you know, our, when I found out that they were doing that and uh, the team found out that they were doing that, we um, immediately thought of the need for the food banks. And so part of the GoFundMe campaign is going to be to raise uh, funds, not just for the meals, but also if people want to donate towards providing protective equipment for these people that are out there and, um, and helping them out. So, um, you know, we're going to start now relying more heavily on, our community where we can obviously um, even at first when we first started this the first couple the first hundred meals that we gave out uh, was through the help of our friends and family and donations from those closest to us um, and so we realized that that time that it's not easy to lean on anyone but we've seen through you know the private donors and others who've uh, raised funds like the uh, the subsidized meals that we've given out that we are able to uh, to raise money there's the uh, one of the groups that we've been partnering with is called Merci Meals um, which is a, a very grassroots campaign that's amazing that was started by the McGill medical students to give food to the hospitals and to the uh, the frontline workers and so, you know, we've seen the success that they've had and that others have had. And, um, you know, we're hoping that we can do the same and uh, that people can 
be inspired and give back. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, the the success inspires uh, more of trying and, and doing. So uh, that's amazing. And that answers uh, my my second last question. So the the last question I have for you guys is we've talked around this quite a bit already, but why is uh, community important to you guys? When you think about our society, I think there's there's a lot of emphasis on big big systems and big politics and big business. Whereas, you know, I think the root of, of everything, it really is, is family. And the real extension of family is community. Um, it's, it's where you live, the people you uh, see regularly, um, the resources that you have uh, around you immediately. And, uh, you know, as things move faster and faster, uh, we find new ways to build these communities, you know, whether online or, um, you know, through, through different groups or associations. But I think, um, you know, St. Henry in particular has like a really amazing tradition of community. Um, you know, I've been going to the neighborhood since as long, for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, my grandmother lived in that neighborhood when she immigrated to Canada as well. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's important because um, that's how you get like a real sense of, of like where you stand in a sort of society and where you stand amongst, amongst people around you. And uh, there's nothing that can really replace that community is, is, is like a resource is uh it's community is like how you can figure out where you're from and, and, and what you call home so that's why it's important to me the community where we decided to start this business in is one that um people really love that, that live there they love saint henry yeah um, yeah it's a it's in some ways a, a community that's changing there's new residents coming in and there's a bit of a, a gentrification divide and from the beginning of like starting the business, we yeah. had the opportunity to have a spot um, where we are in St. Henry. And, you know, from the beginning we wanted, we've kind of in our minds carved out, what are we going to be to this community? And so, you know, from the price point that we set our meals at like, you know, you can get a meal for $9. Um, we wanted to cater to both sides of the community and we, wanted to be part of the community there's a dynamic food scene out here that uh you know some of the best restaurants are on our strip and uh this being um our first project together uh the four partners um we wanted it to be something special and part of that is figuring out how to be part of the community um and something like covid makes you realize how important small businesses are to the to the yeah. the makeup of a city, you know, and uh, we're proud of feeling like we're part of the soul of Montreal. That's, uh, um, you know, something special and food is definitely a, an important part. And we're just happy that we can give back where we can here. Oh, well said guys. The, uh, something we've been saying recently that, that business is the best uh, platform for social change. And, and that's what you guys are doing. Um, you're using your skills, experience, and, and resources to help those in need. So you're doing a, a great job. Uh, other than uh, um, Ryan not buying me a meal and, and buying a meal for uh, someone at a food bank. So Ryan, I'm donating my, uh, my, my win uh, to, uh, to the Sudwest. Uh, you're a good man, you're a good man. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> 
how can the listeners help you guys? Where, where can they go? So um, right now we don't have a link just yet uh, for the GoFundMe campaign that's published, but it's, it's in draft and we'll be sending that to you guys. Um, but we will be publishing that on www.sudwest.ca and on throughout our, our social media platform. So you'll be able to find a direct link there and be able to donate meals and uh, face shields to the food banks. Yeah, Amazing. really want you all to join us on our uh, social media. So um, that would be on uh, uh, Instagram, um, at Eurobro. So that's uh, G-Y-R-O-S-B-R-O. And same thing for Facebook. So facebook.com slash Eurobro. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, I am now very hungry <laughs> talking about <laughs> the amazing food that you guys cook. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon and hopefully see you in Montreal in the coming year. Thanks for having us. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Community of Big Hearts with Stu Starkey. If you know someone in your community who is a leader doing great things and driving change, a contributor who is on a passionate mission to help their community through a nonprofit or a foundation, or a community member just doing their part to make their community a better place. Please send Stu an email and let him know, and maybe they can be featured on a future episode of the Community of Big Hearts. You can email Stu at stu at twosmallmen.com. Again, that's stu at twosmallmen.com. Thank you again for listening.